Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode number 136, the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. It's me, Agent the Masterful Dude of Dooliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandos goes. It is I, the Bone King, and we are also joined by... <laughs> it is I, James, Dr. Rude Ramos, MD. And today, Hi, freaks. And today's episode is a special one, as usual, because all of them are special. But this one is a Dream Team fictional characters, where we make a uh, fictional band, excuse me, where we make mm-hmm. a band, uh, a music band usually, but a musical band filled <laughs> no, with fictional band. characters. A rubber band, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> where we have fictional characters fill out these slots. I think we have five slots here, maybe six if we allow triangle. But uh, we don't know how many get, slots we have. We just have a lot of slots with us. But before we get strumming away on a beat, what are your recent bone king? <laughs> what a great segue. Till we start banging on the drum, let's go ahead and get to our recents. Anyway, I just want to say it is actually a very special episode because, hey, all three of us are here. The band's back Indeed. together. Ban- that's a segue. Oh! Anyway. <laughs> Well Before done. we get into any of that, let's go to our recents. Yeah, uh, all right, he's good so, for every twenty episodes with a good segue. It ha- <laughs> it's like I have a big buildup, like my my cooldown bar. It takes like five episodes before I get a good one again. Um, yeah, usually you need more peepee. That's I need to get that peepee, man. Got to get that erotic peepee. Okay, yeah. Um, the dude just is is buying Dead Rising. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about my recents first. So. Uh, I actually have quite a bit of recents because I wasn't on the last episode, but I'll go ahead and speed by them as fast as I can, as usual. Uh, I was listening to a new album. It is a album called Their Money Is Your Money um, by the band 1-800-Pain. I have talked about them in the past, and they came out with a new album not too long ago. I support these guys on fucking Not Itch.io. Which one's the one with music again? Mm-hmm. You're, Fuck. you're asking was the wrong Bandcamp? people, bro. I, you know what? I support them on one of them. I'm pretty sure it's Bandcamp. And um, what, what type you, of music are they? Metal, punk? What? It is easy like listening. Pretty much <laughs> the opposite of that. Um, it's like industrial uh, hard rap, and I, I really it, it may not be a genre for everybody, but I really do enjoy the composing of it, especially their last album. Was like, like Hollywood Undead. No, I would say more like Death Grips. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> and uh, even even to the point, there's a song on this album called uh, Get Shot, which uses the exact same fucking melody as Get Got from Death Grips. So I don't know, oh. like, they're just referencing and, like, sampling a lot of things. In fact, this whole album sampling a whole bunch of shit from the 2000s. They, there's a cut, like, from the commercial for Benderoos, if you remember that shit. <laughs> so, like, there's just random samples of shit. And I, I, this album hasn't impressed me as much, only because I feel like it was mixed in a way that it just sounds like it's it's really hard to focus on the instruments themselves. Plus, all the songs are about shooting people. Like, I get it, but it gets a little bit like, all right, so this is another song about that. That's cool. I don't know. I felt like I, it is growing on me. I am liking it's, it more. It's as starting to sound like it's a Call of Duty lobby personified. Wow. <laughs> no, there's not. They haven't talked about my mom once, so I, I'm not yet. Um, okay, so next thing. I, I'm sure you, that we have this shared with a couple people here, so you know what? I'm going to go ahead and save that one for later. Uh, I was going to talk about Moon Knight, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for because I, I, you guys saw Moon Knight, right? 
Uh, no, I haven't. I'm no. I'm not caught up. I'm a I'm a an, an episode or two behind. Wow, but. Bone King is actually ahead on something Cape. That is. I literally get one day a week to watch things with Mischievous Man. <laughs> well, it only comes out one day a week, so that's all you need. <laughs> There's other things to watch, motherfucker. Anyway, yeah, well, whatever. I guess since you guys haven't seen the recent episode, Moon Knight's super cool. Um, I'm not really sure. The, I mean, yeah, I mean, the direction seems to make sense. I, I thought the first episode was the best. Obviously, but there's only been like what three episodes total, so there's really not a lot to go on just yet. Oh no, episode two is my favorite. So far. I mean, again, I've only watched two of them, but there's a reason I like episode two. And again, I don't know Moon Knight as a character. Like I only know him right. from this, so I liked what they were doing in the first episode. It was really neat. Like that could have been its own movie, but now it's going into the actual stuff with his character, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, we're we're here, okay. Um, but we'll talk about that when Moon Knight finishes. Don't worry. Let's move on to the next thing. So we've got, uh, did you guys know that the a remake for a classic horror game was released, I want to say, like, last week? No, what's the horror what game? What game? So House of the Dead had a remake for the Switch that came oh. out last week. What? Nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about it. Not a single person. I fucking bought it day one and beat it day one. Granted, granted, House of the Dead is not a very long game. It is meant to be played no. multiple times. It's only like four chapters the entire fucking game. And I get it. That's totally fine. It's not a complaint about the length of it. I just think it's kind of weird that like this got no real press. No one really got excited for the release of a fucking House of the Dead 1 remake. But then I started thinking like how many people really know House of the Dead now? You know what I mean? That's if I think yeah. about people I mean, who are the younger, IP's practically dead because I think the last thing huh. it had big was Overkill or was it Typing of the Dead that was like really big and uh, well, that was like oh, we Overkill had a Typing of the Dead, believe it or not. When Overkill went to PC, there's Typing of the Dead Overkill. And it's really cool, because it's it's just basically Overkill with Typing. But um, the most recent release they had was House of the Dead 5, Scarlet Dawn? I think it's 5 or 6, but it's called Scarlet Dawn. I know that for a fact. But they're all, like, arcade exclusives, so no one's really getting these games to really play. And if they are available on consoles, it's in fucking Japan. So, like... I don't know. It, it is dead. You're absolutely right. But it's only because Sega really isn't doing anything to help it move forward. But then they did release a remake. So let's talk about the remake really quick. Who here has played House of the Dead 1? One? Yeah, yeah, I played it at an arcade. Okay, so you guys are, are pretty familiar with it. Um, what they did here was they kind of remade everything with so like a newer uh, campaign mode that creates new paths and stuff, which is really cool, but it ultimately is still, you know, the oh. same length or whatever. But um, it keeps the same dialogue, and it's just as funny, because if it, everyone loves to shit talk Resident Evil 1's voice acting, but wow, House of the Dead 1 has some pretty great ones, too. Oh, yeah. I, I just can't, like... Uh, uh, I end up doing House of the Dead 2 a lot, because that one has some of my favorites. I don't want to die! Suffer loud, but I mean, to be fair, like the voice acting in this game is for the most part like often ignored simply because it's drowned out by the background audio of like whatever else is happening in the arcade. I mean, yeah, if there wasn't the times where like you're saving a survivor and they say thank you or or like Gold uh, Goldstein or whatever his name is at the end, this is the right. final battle. Like, 
He's yeah. he's a great the, the great voice acting from that game. Either way, this game really does try to recreate the awkwardness of the voice acting. So it's weird. It, it's it's really playing it up for really campy. The graphics have a whole fucking redone from the ground up. It almost seems like yeah, this is an Unreal game. It's almost a little too over designed, in my opinion. Like it's it's like House of the Dead Grindhouse version. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but overall, it's a good game. I, I think that there could be a little bit more polish because, like, the fucking light gun controls for the Switch are not good at all. But, um, mm. yeah, so that's, that is a little bit of a deal breaker because, like, everyone loves the light game for House of the Dead. But whatever, it, it, the actual controls on the, the Switch, it also has gyro controls with that, so it, it works. Anyway, but that's House of the Dead remake. I wanted to get it all out there because literally no one is talking about it. So I, I figured I'd be the only one to do so. <laughs> Um, there's some cool features. What too. I want is Time Crisis and VR. That, that's another franchise. Like, where are all these light games? The Switch should be doing these in some capacity, but I don't or know. Or VR. Or VR. That's also a very good. Oh my God, House of the Dead VR would be awesome. Yeah. So I don't know why that they're not jumping on that, but yeah, that. Ooh, or that the Jurassic Park game was also fucking amazing. Okay. We're gonna have a we're gonna have an episode about light gun games because there's one game that I swear I'm the only person who's ever played. Do you guys know about Carnival? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're the only other person who's ever said yes. I know what that is. That's I'm pretty sure it came out on console too. I do not recall that at all. It was it was strictly arcade where you go to a carnival and you shoot like zombie clowns and shit. And I, I, I don't oh, I even, like remember it ever, ever coming back for any console whatsoever. But anyway, we'll have a whole thing about uh, light gun games. House of the Dead remake is a good remake. However, it does not have the same uh, campiness. It's a little different. It's a little bit more grindhousey with more blood and more scratchiness. So if you're up for that, why not? Um, also, it doesn't have the thing where the survivors wave to you when you complete a stage, and that is a downgrade in my opinion. So moving on, <laughs> last things I have for my recents, and I'm hitting the right point here at 15 minutes. Uh, so Elden Ring is really good, like really, really good. And I know I've said that like mm -hmm. every single time I've been on the show for the past four episodes. And I, I've been like, well, you know, I'm exploring around. There's a lot of neat things. I will tell you now. And I, I feel like I'm at a point where I feel comfortable saying this. This game is easily, easily my game of the year. There is no doubt in my mind. This game is actually a fucking like it. it this is a new experience. I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it where it's like it's the first time in a long, long time where I've played a fantasy game and actually go, whoa, what is that? What am I looking? This is so uh, unreal it's so fantasy you know what I mean it I'm actually being wowed by the creativity on display here it's so not generic like what's the opposite of generic just unique I guess yeah <laughs> it, it's just hyper unique where it's taking all these different concepts and like creating these new fantastical views like someone just redesigned a new fantasy creature and I'm like whoa that is totally fantasy and this whole game's full of that shit not only is it full of that shit but there is not a single bit of any microtransactions season pass nothing this is a complete game with no grindy anything the pacing is forefront the content is forefront there's a shit ton of content and it's all new and, and it feels refreshing how it's like 
new concepts, new things that will actually make you go, whoa, I've never seen that before, which is kind of rare in nowadays games. I know that sounds kind of like obvious, but so many games I play now where I just feel like I'm going through the motions where there isn't, there's like maybe one or two things that make me go, wow, that's, that really blew my mind. But Elden Ring's doing it in every area. You know what I mean? I haven't gotten to play either game yet simply because of where I'm at in like, like owning of consoles. Sure. Um, but I, I'm almost positive. I would agree with you if not for the fact that uh the horizon sequel came out this year oh in terms of game of the year yeah okay because i i mean whether you agree that this is the most fantastical shit i've no, seen no, no. in years I, <laughs> no i i mean in terms of it being game of the year like i can't i i i'm gonna have a lot of difficulty not simping over just any Horizon Zero Dawn content. And, and look, of course, that I can't expect this gameplay style to be for everyone. Obviously, this is not the game of the year for everybody. But I just know that I have not been this wowed by a video game in years. This is a top-of-the-line game, a true AAA title that I have no bone butts about. Like, it is an actual experience. So you finished it. I am right where I think is the end, but the map keeps mm. fucking growing on me, so I really don't know anymore. Um, and I like that. I like that a lot, where it's like the game keeps on impressing me. Every, every fucking chapter, every little bit I go forward, there's something that just goes, oh, that's neat. Oh, wow, that's cool. Whoa, that looks amazing. I Again, this is my game of the year, 100%. Uh, I would definitely say, and I know this is going to piss, piss off Dr. Root, but like it is... An evolution of Breath of the Wild. I and and from seeing what Nintendo is doing, like they're like, oh, just kidding, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out next year. I have a feeling they're gonna look at Elden Ring and they're gonna go, hey, what can we factor in? What can we work with that like we what can we learn from Elden Ring to help us build our own game? Not saying that they're gonna copy anything, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's it, I can't wait for Breath of the Wild 2 because now Elden Ring is out and I may see some cross like they usually do. Does that make any sense? I mean, I'm just surprised that you would think Nintendo would learn anything. Well, uh, no, they look at the current market and they say like, oh, well, this is this is a new experience. Nintendo usually does. They are not usually one to be like a Ubisoft or EA or Warner Brothers, where the main focus is the money making every experience is second. Nintendo doesn't do that. But, oh, my God, Elden Ring is just it's just styling on Breath of the Wild 1 for me, because I just feel like everywhere is unique, everything is different, so many different play styles, so many different weapons, it blows my mind. Elden Ring is a fucking A+, we'll see if that's at an S rank when I'm done with it. But um, I believe that's all of my recents, so thank you so much for sticking by. I was gone for a while, so my apologies. <laughs> uh, who's so, next? James, you want to go? I'll go ahead and pick it up, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've re I rewatched a couple things. Uh, a I've done yet another rewatch of Arcane. Uh, you know I I I know what I I'm I'm addicted. I, I can't. I don't know what to say. It's, it's all. Uh, it's an opening. It's a gateway drug to playing League of Legends itself. So just be no, careful. No, no, it is just not. Be no. careful. <laughs> mm, no, sir. Uh, I also so I spent a lot of time in like kind of idling in hotel rooms. Okay, with your engine on, cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which means I'm just kind of like watching whatever's on cable. Uh, 
And I watched, I, I haven't rewatched it in a very long time. But I rewatched the first The Fast and the Furious, like the first Fast and Furious movie. Oh, wow. I actually don't even think I've seen the first Fast and the Furious movie. All right. Really? Yeah. It's kind of easy to forget amongst all the like building, hopping, space going, fucking safe dragging bullshit that is now prevalent throughout the series. That the first one was actually just a pretty grounded like car movie. Yeah. It's like the Resident Evil 1 movie, you know, or Saw 1. It's like, this is where it started, where it wasn't as overblown. Yeah. And, like, it's actually, like, so, like, the I'm saying, saying like, a lot. The rest of the Fast and the Furious franchise is one of those things that you like because of how absolutely ridiculous it is. Okay. Like, it's schlocky. It's over the top. It's almost a parody of itself at this point. And that makes, and that can be fun. But the first movie is, like, a legitimately entertaining, like, especially now in retrospect that I'm past the point where, like, after this movie came out, every fucker with a Honda Civic that could afford a spoiler thought he was a race car driver in Miami. Hmm. So it's nice that I'm past that cultural... Uh, zeitgeist? Uh, what's the the cultural fallout, if you will. <laughs> yeah, Zeitgeist, sure. Uh, the, the, the cultural fallout of this movie, it's a solid action movie. And I kind of forgot that, like, the the series had such, like, grounded roots. Hmm. Well, yeah. it got more popular the more crazy they got, like, with the other films, too. So, yeah. I, I remember someone saying that they were eventually going to do space, like, Fast and the Furious in space. Which, if they do get to that right. point, I'll probably come back. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure that happened the last They one. went to space? Yeah, they went to space. So. Where was I? Okay, now I need to go see this one. <laughs> Not in space, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So, this is one of those things where, like, when it came out, I didn't have the money to buy it. And then I just kind of forgot about it. Uh, but I'm finally getting around to playing the Breath of the Wild DLC. Oh, wow. Like, all of it. Uh, and it's really good. However... The trial of the sword for Breath of the Wild is punishing. It's a DLC called the Trial of the Sword, where you start. It's it, you start off with no items, so you the only thing you have is your hearts, your hearts and your stamina bar. You have no armor, no weapons, no nothing. <laughs> All you have is your heart, Sora. Uh huh. And then they just put you through level after level of, like, different setups of, like, monsters and level combinations. Mm -hmm. But you have no healing items except for whatever you manage to find and cook. And if you die, you start over from the beginning. Mm, That's always fun. Uh, So it's like this. It's Well, not roguelike because it's the same every time. But the fact that you start over from the beginning is... It's it's punishing, man. So it's, and I it's kind of like the, the Chalice Dungeons in Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, but yeah, so far I haven't beat it yet, and it's driving me kind of crazy. Uh, I kind of want to move on to like other parts of the DLC, mm-hmm. but I can't. Like I'm obsessing over how badly I'm doing at this, and I can't move past it. 
So this is probably what I'm going to be working on indefinitely. Because the <laughs> DLC includes the, the random Hylian treasures that are thrown across the map too, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that was the most fun out of all the DLC that I had, was just going around and finding the treasures in places. So yep. have fun when that shows up, but I guess do this first. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh well, it just so happened that like the save I was in when I started this, I was already in the the hidden forest. Mm, mm. And so that's where the tr the trial starts. So that's why it started first. I see. Uh, and last but not least. This is the thing I was talking about that I can't believe I hadn't seen this movie before. I watched The Witches of Eastwick. Witches How of have East you not seen that? I don't know. I could have sworn that's uh, like that's like write down the checklist of James movie. It's a fucking great movie too. I know. And I've definitely seen it. Watched the whole thing. Wow. Beginning end. It had one of those. The beginning it end. It has a end. fucking banging cast. We got Cher, we got Susan Sarandon, um Ooh, Michelle oh my, Pfeiffer. Michelle Ooh. Pfeiffer Nicholson. And then we got Jack Nicholson playing uh old scratch. Well, Daryl Van Horn. Right. Playing the Joker. But, uh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Well, uh, presumably the devil? We don't really know. Hmm. Um, he has many names. But holy shit, is this a movie, man? So the reason I watch this movie is because I was literally, again, flipping through on the uh, at the hotel, and I see the scene where, like, Cher first, or uh, Alexandra, Cher's character, first meets Daryl Van Horn, Jack Nicholson's character. And the way he speaks to her is such peak Nicholson. It is so wonderfully awful and grotesque. But you can't look away. You can't uh, yeah. look away. Seduce you. No, Alexandra, I would never dream of doing such a thing. I, I would never insult your intelligence in such a way. I would, however, love to fuck you. <laughs> Jesus, man. I love a little pussy after lunch. It's like, oh, my God, Jack. No. Jack, yes. I love <laughs> yeah. Jack. I, I love Jack say, Nicholson, man. Somebody he hears that and is like, please keep talking. You know, like someone uh -huh. who likes Jack Nicholson that much. Or one of the boners that has a love boner for Dr. Rude. Oh, one of them, wherever they are. Beefy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beefy. Uh, beefy. But yeah. Uh, also, for the record, Cher looks smoking hot in this movie. Uh, mm. oh, and it's well, wild to me. Every what? one of them does, I think. Yeah, they all do. Well, but wait, is she already, I, does she already have a, like a, a romance interest in this movie? Yeah. No, that's kind of the point of the movie. Yeah. Oh. All three, all three of the witches love Daryl Van Horn in a yeah. different way. Well, I was trying to say that, like, even if she did have a love interest, you could try because she believes in love after love. Oh, my God. Or is it life after love? James, oh, by yeah. the way, did you ever see the all porn remake, The the Witches of Breswick? <laughs> <laughs> no, Adrian. No, I have not. The Bridges not as of good. Breswick. Not as good. Oh, okay. Oh. But the tits give some of the best acting I've seen in years. But, uh, Great. Um, love that. I will. I will probably not check that they out. They juggle more than a Tekken <laughs> pro. Okay. 
What? But yeah, man, <laughs> this is such a it, it's a very over the top and wild concept for a movie in 1987. Uh, oh, the reason I was I, brought, I was bringing up Cher, by the way, is because Jack Nicholson and the director didn't want to cast Cher because she was too old and not sexy enough. Fuck that. Could you imagine Jack Nicholson telling someone they were too old and not sexy enough? Well, uh, Jack only recently started not being sexy. Okay. I'm so- He still looks like a goblin, is my point. <laughs> I mean, it's Why the eyebrows, the one- man. He still like he was pulling girls left and right. I don't did he direct mm-hmm. this movie? Like, why was he the one deciding? I don't understand. Because he's because the main star. Because he was star. Jack Nicholson. He's the main star. <laughs> so the main star was like, no, I don't want to act with her because she's old. Like, that, that was. Yeah. Yeah. That usually Jesus. is what happens in films sometimes where your lead but, actor, the the money draw, gets to make casting decisions sometimes. Hmm. But this ended up being one of her biggest movies and her performance in it was fantastic. So I'm glad that, you know, they eventually changed their fucking mind. Uh, Veronica Cartwright is also in it, by the way, and she's fantastic. No, uh, her performance in this is. She's the Bible. She humper, kinda, right. Yeah. Got she kind of plays this like very like Midwestern yeah, Bible humper who is suddenly overtaken with a hysteria that there is some evil in their town. And whereas the entire move, like uh, the town just passes her off as being crazy. She's right. Hmm. Like she's actually like her, her paranoia is accurate, but the entire town kind of ignores her. Interesting. I've never heard of this movie before. I feel like I have please to it watch it. Oh my God. Yeah. It's great. I, l- I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, please. Uh, if you haven't seen the witches of Eastwick. Uh, 10 out of 10 do recommend it's worth noting it has some pretty shitty uh not that this matters but it has some pretty shitty critic review scores like it's at like 6.5 on imdb 77 on rotten tomato and 67 on min on metacritic uh and that's wild to me i think it was just like maybe the movie wasn't made wasn't right for its time but this movie is a the dialogue in this movie is a plus it's fantastic and like I said, it's peak Nicholson. So watch the fuck out of it. Right. It's great. It might be a hidden Dude. gem. Who knows? Yeah. Dude, what do you got? I got very little recents. Um, oh, <laughs> very quickly. Crows, uh, Chris, who was on the show with you. Uh, yeah. Thank yes. you again for coming on the show, my dude. He was right. I did like Apollo 10 and a half. Uh, I actually watched it and then I was, you know, editing you guys' show and heard you guys' show and I was like, yeah, he's right. I did like it. I don't think it's um, Fuera del Mundo. I don't think it's out of this world, which is funny, pun intended. Uh Um, I still haven't gotten to watch it yet. It is very much uh, Scanner Darkly and it is Mm. very much a a coming-of-age tale set in the 60s with the backdrop of the 60s as a as a young white kid in fucking suburbia which okay it's nice to see but richard linklater really does these kind of like slice of life films really well he also did boyhood he did um what's another one uh he did slacker this guy really does before do sunrise, these before sunset from just till dawn <laughs> no that's robert <laughs> no, rodriguez calm down uh, 
but but yeah, he does these really like great dramas that that border on well, they're comedy dramas, but they border on like almost two people plays because it's usually two people interacting and the dialogue then develops. And I think this is really good on that. Um, Did he also do School of Rock? I thought that was... I don't know if he did School of Rock. I'm looking it up. Go ahead. It was Um, Bowser who did School of Rock. Okay. No, he did do School of Rock. Richard Linklater did School of Rock? Yeah. That's good. Good on him. Um, Carry on. Sorry. But yeah, I liked it. I would give it a maybe a 7 or an 8 out of 10. Um, I really did enjoy it. I also signed up for a streaming service that I want to promote for free. Uh, it's called Mubi. Now, this streaming service gave me a dollar for three months. Like I could, I get three months of service for a dollar. Hmm, let me nope. let me rephrase. It didn't give me a dollar. <laughs> um, no, but here's <laughs> here's the interesting thing about it. There are no categories. There is no. Uh, algorithm there's nothing like that it does a movie a day and it's i want to say 80 percent of it is foreign films and how they pick the films to show per day is by the users the users elect it and say this is the movie that should be for day for the day or whatever Hmm. oh it's kind of weird to do on a day basis but interesting but yeah, I was seeing movies there that were from Italy, from Poland, from Spain, from Mexico, from France, from yes, America was included, but like even like we're talking super indie films and some that are just avant-garde. I finally got to watch and this is where I'm going to say it, Battle Royale, the original Hunger Games. Oh, uh, nice. It is I don't know if over the top is sufficient enough. For for the death kills in this shit, but that's the it takes movie. Like, yeah, it takes like half a clip to kill some of these kids, <laughs> and they still live. And it's like to do one last like line, and I'm just like, what is going on? I agree. Uh, kids should be easier to kill. I mean, why not? Thanks, thanks, Bunking. But I I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to to take from this. Sometimes the premise is outlandish. Obviously. Because uh, it's just taking a class of kids and dumping them on an island. Each one of them has a loot box, so to speak, of, hey, pick your poison. You you either get a, a lid or an axe or a pistol or and whatever. some of it is poison. <laughs> some of it is poison. Yeah, there is that scene. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, uh, you have to be the last person standing or whatever. So I don't know if it was trying to do a metaphor about government overreach or ageism where the uh, young versus old type of thing, because you have that where the adults are like, we, the kids are responsible for this because they never respected us or -hmm. whatever. This is your own damn fault. And the adults in this movie are looked at fucking terribly. There isn't one good adult in the whole film. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be a mix of that and like the same thing from like death race where it's like, oh, Humanity has gone to a new level of entertainment because all this is like televised and recorded. So I don't know if that's in the movie, too, or not. This movie didn't have that. This movie was just the government was was watching over them. There wasn't anything live broadcast. Mm, But, you know, maybe in the sequel, I guess I I assume there's a sequel. 
because uh, this was pretty popular in its day. I, I do I recommend think- it for people to watch it, mostly because I've never seen a film then be taken to become a whole genre of video games. Because oh, the whole time yeah, I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, this is literally all these games now. It's Fortnite. Like Fortnite, PUBG, Apex. This is this is that. This is what's going on. And uh, and yeah, I um, I enjoyed it. I also give it a seven. I I don't think I would want to watch it again. Uh, it's it's a bit heavy. What I what um, I will say though, you may not want to watch it again, but I do recommend reading the manga. It is still to this day my favorite manga ever made. Like I, I know I said Paranoia Agent, but that's an anime. But manga wise, this uh, battle royale manga is fan fucking tastic. So I remember there being a televised thing about it, but there might not be. I don't know. But if you liked this, I do recommend reading the book. It'll probably be a little different. Maybe. And uh, last but not least, I do want to bring it up. What I said about Tick Tick Boom is that it is, <laughs> in my opinion, painfully <laughs> mid. I did not enjoy it. If you and Cheyenne enjoyed it, that's fine. It's just not and for me. Pros. That's fine too. They, all of you can enjoy it. I just, I, I just know now. Maybe you would like the Hellboy reboot because oh fuck you! So far, everything I've told you not that I think is trash, you've liked. So who knows? Maybe you'll be like, you know, Agent's wrong here again. No, and- no, no, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of garbage taste, I agree with you guys. I do have garbage taste. I don't know what specifically about it, but apparently it's garbage, and I agree. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, people have been saying that you have garbage opinions. You guys are like, oh, Bone and his garbage opinions aside. And I'm like, what? All right, sure. Sure. Yeah, I didn't I bring just... it up on this episode. When the no, fuck no, did no, I No, no, no. It was on that? the previous episode with him and uh, Crows. Crows. Oh. Yeah, I, I heard that. I, I was, I, I, I skimmed through that bit. Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. It's just, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I just want to, I like your hair. I think it's really cool hair color. You like my hair? Yeah, it's really cool hair. Yeah. I just think it's really cool hair. It's really cool that you straighten your hair and it's really neat that it's like, oh, there's really, you think your hair should be straightened? I mean, I don't think you have to have it straight. You could wear it wherever you want. Are you saying whatever? How long hair? are we going to let this happen, Adrian? Fucking genius <laughs> writing. A plus. Am I right? Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's <laughs> good. G. Two fucking teenagers are awkward. That's fucking wild. But for five scenes in the same movie? Like, fucking it give me a break. It is not five scenes, you fucking turd. They're so awkwardly you annoying. fucking donut. I get oh it. Oh, my God. I get it. But to each their own. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, at the end of the day, that's all we can say. We can't say anything, yeah. you know, derogatory about how, like... Both of us are dead wrong, and we no, have no <laughs> sense of taste, and that Doctor no, Rude is superior to him. us. Yeah, and we should all listen to Doctor Rude's opinions on 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 quality and subjectiveness. Our yeah, opinions are shit. Right. His opinions are are their own. You heard it here. I, Hashtag so Doctor Rude was right. Oh, no. a hundred. Uh, it took 136 episodes, folks, but we finally got here. They finally get it. It had to we be can sarcastic. finally move on. It had to be sarcastic, but end. you got it. Sure. <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. They finally understand. Uh, tick, tick, boom was a five out of ten. Don't watch it. Watch goal. something better.
That's fine. Look, I'm fine with being the garbage man. I'll just come out on the street uh, over in the ring and I'll just start spreading trash everywhere. And then I start eating the garbage. Thank you, Danny DeVito. Thank you. You are about <laughs> his height, by the way. No, I'm not. Am I? <laughs> you, you are a little. I know. Really I think Danny's shorter. Yeah. I think you're sh- you're as short as Danny. I'm fucking like almost six. I'm five ten, five eleven. Really? You're five nine. How do you? Yeah, dude. When was the last time you <laughs> measured me? <laughs> you're dude, like what? Danny DeVito is under five feet yeah, tall. Yeah, what are you like, talking about? <laughs> Uh, it's I'm just usually George is so slouched that yeah, you can't yeah, really I tell. Have, I have terrible posture. That's correct. But if I like <laughs> unfurl my back, I actually gain like three feet. Oh, so unfurl. Yeah, I have like a fucking. It's like almost like a snake. I don't like that. My spine is a snake. It coils. It's very interesting. Uh huh. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's an ancient tradition called scoliosis. <laughs> that is it for my recent. Shall we go into news? Sure, I'd like sure. to start Doctor, at two. Doctor Root, do you have news? Fuck. No. <laughs> no? I've got a, nothing, man. I literally it? just. Got, this is a first. Uh, I just got off a flight like four hours ago, so no. Hmm. All right, Jorgito. All right. Bonking. Oh my gosh, Grandma, where'd you? Rey, where were Rey you? de hueso. How did you do this? Is that what recent is in Spanish? Actually, anyway. Um, let's go ahead and talk about my news. My first news, you may not tell right now, but a week ago, I was feeling like shit. And yeah, I'm just gonna say real quick, the whole reason I wasn't on the previous episode is I caught COVID, everyone! Surprise! Rona's a bitch. <laughs> Fucking, I told uh, you to drink it with lime, but no. I know, I know. And I, I just ended up downing it bottle after bottle without a single lime. Um, but no, so fun fact... Uh, it just randomly happened. My brother, my brother, my boyfriend's brother came in from out of town and then surprise, we went to a place with a bunch of people and it just happens. You know, I'm feeling a lot better now. I ended up taking all my medication. I got my vaccines. I'm good to go. But just wanted to let y'all know that that is an experience I had. I caught the C virus. That's, that's what I wanted. Mm. Get it? Get it? Um, moving on. We got- Nobody the- remembers Resident Evil 6. Well, <laughs> I'll bring it back. Just like the virus, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, my last bit of news is that we had an announcement trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4. So that's really surprising. I wasn't expecting that so soon. And um, Yeah, didn't Kingdom Hearts 3 c- come out this year? I think it was last year. Mm, two years ago. Oh, was it two years? Okay, well, it was either well, like- last or two years ago. And uh, it was 2020. It's still surprising because usually there's a huge gap of time, you know, between Kingdom Hearts games. So, you know, I look forward to this game coming out in 2042. <laughs> I actually have a theory. Oh, I have a th- I think Kingdom Hearts three was delayed so long. Like, look at the graphics for Kingdom Hearts four. Like, look at the, the trailer You're for about it. the graphics drum. Yeah, it's made in UE yeah. in Unreal four and they're going to yeah. do the game in Unreal five. Mm. I think that uh, three was delayed so long that they had to start development of four at the same time. I think they were co-developed. I think that's why we're getting two releases so close to each other. That makes sense. I I would actually agree with that. Um, But there's another piece of your puzzle that might help here. So tell me it at the and it's uh, I don't want to talk about Kingdom Hearts three spoilers. So we'll move on from that. But if you look okay. at this new trailer, it may be somewhat familiar in terms of yeah. what it looks like because 
Nomura, sneaky little uh, beast he is, is putting in Final Fantasy Versus 13, and that's essentially going to be Kingdom Hearts 4. Do, yeah. do you guys know what Final Fantasy thir Versus 13 is, Adrian? No. Yes. Okay, just really quick. Um, when Final Fantasy 13 was coming out, there was another team that was essentially making another Final Fantasy game, and they were both slighted to be 13, but one of them got delayed, and that game became... 15. So Versus 13 yep. became Final Fantasy 15 with Noctis and the whole nine yards. However, the story was changed. So when you beat Kingdom Hearts 3 and then looking at this trailer, you'll notice some things that were similar from the original Versus 13 trailers. Like literally, shot for shot, some of the things are the same. So he is kind of recycling the ideas he had for Versus 13 into Kingdom Hearts 4. And I don't know, I guess that's a direction. I don't know if it's even going to be Disney related anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like they 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 completely ignored uh, Final Fantasy in the uh, in the earlier one mm -hmm. or in, in number three. So now they're just going full Final Fantasy for four. See, I would I but, would like that, but chances are they're not even going to do that. It's going to be all original characters or something. Uh, I don't know about that because someone found like so. There's one of the scenes in the trailer that's in a forest. Oh yeah, and some and uh, if you pause on uh, there's like one of them those moments, you can see what pretty much looks like the foot of an ATAT. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they'd be stupid so not to do. So there's Wars people there's point. people that think that uh, that's the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, and the, the people are saying that this is this will also be the game to connect Marvel and Disney in the same game yeah. or something. So who knows? It might I happen. want my lightsaber Keyblade. Now, what color is his Keyblade? It's probably blue. Gold, be real. You'd probably think it's blue, but it might be yellow, you know, for the, the new lightsaber at the end of the last one. It might be that one. Who knows? I mean, maybe, but it's a lightsaber made of friendship. Okay. We don't know. All what color I know is I also want to give Goofy Captain America shield. That's that's what I, I oh, need that's that most in my life. Like, because if they are doing Marvel, that is that is a definite. And also, yes, Donald and Goofy are in there. So, yes, there is some Disney automatically. I should have remembered that. Yeah. Let's so, see if he'll heal you. No, no, uh, that's a guarantee. No, of course not. <laughs> we, I would love to talk about something because I watched a whole thing about Kingdom Hearts lore videos and we're not going to get into everything. Okay. But Donald casts no. a spell uh -huh. at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. All right. Okay. Uh, this isn't a real, I'm not going to say what happens afterward, but I'm just gonna say he cast this spell. It's called Zeta Flare. Yeah. Do, you, do I know it's probably not a big deal for people who don't know what that is. Zeta Flare is the highest level of magic in all of Final Fantasy that only a few yes. characters have ever done before. One of them being Bahamut the fucking dragon. So, right. I don't know. It's just pretty... Odd. I don't know. That was probably the best scene in the entire game so far. Be sure to check it out. I mean, dude, Darnold... Darnold? Darnold? Evil brother of Donald. Darnold speaks perfect. Donald has been through several calamity-ending events at this point. You don't <laughs> think he's like a master-level mage? I don't, because he's never been useful in any of those situations. To quote Gandalf, uh, you know, a wizard is never late nor early. He arrives precisely when he means to. That's right. Yeah, that's that's another way of saying you came too early, Gandalf, isn't it? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Kingdom Hearts but 4. I'm going to be honest, though. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3 really deflated me in terms of, like, my love for the franchise. I could definitely. So, like, I saw this trailer and I'm like, 
cool. That's it. That's it. Like, I'm like, all right, I'll play it when it goes, when it's like on sale. No, I'm not even going to play it. I'm going to watch a fucking lore video on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. I'm kind of over this series by this point. I, yeah. I, I, we'll have a whole thing about Kingdom Hearts, so we can't, we cannot get into all of Kingdom Hearts here. But that is the announcement trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4. Anyone else got some news? No. I do. So this is something that's, I think, interesting. Um, <laughs> think. The Flash is rumored <laughs> to end with an abbreviated final season. And uh, Jesse L. Martin, uh, the Flash's, like, stepdad, is leaving the show he's leaving the show to do a pilot for the nbc called the irrational and he's leaving this season i believe okay okay so i mean it's uh with the flash done i don't know if legends of tomorrow is still around but then it is would that be it would legends be the last of the cw shows i believe so wasn't there a push for what's his face who plays barry to go into the movies ron gasson Grant Gustin, yeah, yeah, for him to replace uh, Ezra Miller as the film Flash. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't hate that change. I'd I'd rather him than Ezra Miller. That's yeah. for fucking. I <laughs> talked about this in the in the episode with Crows, but uh, yeah, I a hundred percent. I'd rather have him than Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck Ezra. Yeah, but I've been saying and that since the beginning, even before all this. I'm I'm yeah. I'm glad you were ahead of the curve, Bone. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and lastly. David Cronenberg's new film, Crimes Ooh. of the Future, is getting a lot of fucking praise, and I'm here for it. Yeah. It's being talked about that it is going to be very uncomfortable. It is being compared to 1996's Crash, which won an Academy Award. So, like, tall fucking yeah. orders here, bud. Wait. Tall the, fucking orders. That, the, the movie with, like, the blatant racism, like, that was about racism and the whole thing, that Crash? Yeah, 96, I think it was. Weird. I saw the trailer for the movie you're talking about, and it looked like body horror, and I was, like, kind of hyped for it. Yeah, but it's being compared to that in terms of uncomfortability. <laughs> uh, okay. We have Vigo Mortensen. We got uh, Leah Sado, who was in uh, the Bond films, uh, No Time to Die, I think, and mm -hmm. Kristen Stewart. So this is going to be, uh, this seems pretty good. You know what? Bella needs an opportunity. You know, fucking Edward gets to be Batman. We need to get Bella, Bella another shot. She was just Princess Diana. Wait, in, in Spencer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Never yeah. mind. She's had her chances. And also people sleep on her when she, but her as Joan, uh, when she played Joan Jett, she did a great fucking job. I love Joan Jett. I, knew, I actually didn't see that movie, but I probably shouldn't if that's the case. You should. It's yeah. legitimately really good. So, and like Joan said this herself, she listened to voice tracks from uh, like for the movie mm -hmm. and literally looked at the director and said, wait, I thought we were having Kristen re-record voice tracks <laughs> because Kristen did such a good job imitating her voice that she didn't even recognize it and, wasn't. And, and like, she didn't even care that someone else was singing her lyrics even if they were bad, she didn't give a damn about her bad reputation. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we'll be right back after, after these words from our sponsors. It's, it's because she loves rock and roll. Put another dime in that jukebox, baby. 
Hello everyone, this is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast, hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. Alrighty, one, two, one, two, testees, testing mic, one, two, one, two, can you hear, is this on? I need Barry Allen, where's Barry Allen for his mic check? Get him. He's Guys, we need a new drunk kid. Animal broke his again. Oh, Jesus, God can we damn it, get an animal. In? Where the hell is the set producer? Give me a minute. I, is everything plugged in? Oh my, you don't even have the freaking amps plugged in. Hold on. <laughs> and we're back, folks. Woo! <laughs> shock up. To our dream team. Over here. <laughs> Hi. Dream team. So what is our, our our exact title here? Are we doing Dream Team fictional, fictional band? band? Fictional band. Yeah. yeah. All right. B- uh, Where we are going? We, yeah, we've chosen uh, five. Ro- not. I'm not saying that every band has to have these roles, but we've chosen five roles that we think a band should have. We've got drums, bass guitar, lead guitar. Then we just have a fill-in spot where it could be another instrument or whatever we think the band needs. Mm-hmm. And then of course we have our lead vocalist. That's right. So we, we should have draw our band flair. members. Yeah. We should have yeah. at least one unique flair per person. What, what, what new instrument we're bringing to the party is that rank, uh, that spot right there. And uh, yeah, and we can draw our band members. We can recruit them from any level of uh, a fandom of, from any media that we choose. Right. Uh, except I guess like already bands, because uh, I have a question before we well, start yeah. this. Okay. I, how do you feel about gorillas? They're they're real, but not real, but real. <laughs> no, they're, real. they're a they're a real band. They just have personas. Okay. Like they're as real as Prince is. You get me? Like <laughs> I I. I'm okay. Hatsune Miko? Is, is she real? Is she yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the it's question. just a persona. Oh, it is. It is. It's a digital. But they're still real people. Okay. So, I, I'll, I'll, okay. Characters from media, I guess, is the best yeah. way to do this. Yeah. Okay. So, who wants to start us off? I can go first. Can, oh, oh, there sorry. you go. Go for it, dude. And then All I'll right. go first. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> um. So <laughs> we should do that for an episode where all three of us like just release it as like an April Fool's joke. All three of us just talk over each other for the entire main show segment. Just the we ent- all go first. For oh, I, w- I would have I was about to say like for an hour, but then I realized oh wait we'd be all talking at the same time, so it would condense it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a short, it's Super a shorter easy show. to edit. It's good for yeah. multiple listen throughs. You could pick a voice and focus on it. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Perfect. Anyway. Go ahead, dude. Um, okay, dude, you took too long. All right, so my band. So, no, 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 I'm still laughing. It, Hold on. So, all right, who on do you got on drums, drums, dude? On drums, originally I wanted Animal, but I feel that is more Doctor Rude than me. Oh, I'm so, so sorry I, to disappoint you. That's uh, fine. You, I'm you. You usually disappoint me. So, uh-huh. so I went the other route with another animal. A certain cartoon animal. The Tasmanian devil, baby. Ooh, He'd be okay. great on the fucking symbols. Let's be real here. <laughs> I, I feel um, like he'd be really good at prog, like prog rock, just because he'd just be right. doing weird time signatures that don't really like line up like normal. <laughs> he'd be playing the bass with his tongue. <laughs> um, so 
This, I like the, that. The bass player to back up the drums, the chaotic so, drums. Real quick, before you continue, you thought Animal goes through drums a lot. You're going to need yeah. like half your band's budget is going to be replacing drum kits. But there's nothing to go Yo, through. The, kick, the kick drum is gone. Like, yeah. two seconds in. Taz is your eating fucking the bass snare. Drum. Like, anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, He's l- Go ahead. Bass. So, I feel that uh, because I'm one third of the show, and I feel that I can make up the rules as I go along. <laughs> I have power I, here. <laughs> uh-huh. I believe... I can make something have sentience and become an entity on of itself. Where is this going? So my bass guitar player is the Seinfeld theme personified. You, that's not. No. Your your bass is a bass line? Like, I don't. (laughs) No. Unless it's Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) himself playing it. It just gains sentience. It just starts becoming no. a huge well, let's entity. Be, will we be real here? The person who's playing that is probably Kramer, right? <laughs> no, Kramer can't play. Well, then who's playing this thing? <laughs> it's its own thing. It becomes its own thing. It's so a sound this wave. Is the dude a creates an answer. avatar of Seinfeld, <laughs> um, literally just <laughs> manifests a being Silent Hill style and, and fucking has them playing. The, just shake hands with the bass. What's his name? Baseline from Seinfeld? <laughs> Seinfeld, last name theme. That's it. <laughs> Mr. Theme, you're wanted on stage? Anyway, uh, (laughs) that's him talking back. Uh, (laughs) Lead guitar, lead guitar. Nowhere does it say for for lead guitar. Deal with it. For lead guitar, (laughs) nowhere does it say it has to be one person. People have one person on an instrument, unless you're like fucking Slipknot or something, and then like six people on trash cans. Well, my yeah. friend, I want this to be known. My lead guitarist, because they identify as that, is Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Bro, you the wild just, stallions. You could have just done both lead. lead. Lead and rhythm. No, they're both lead because my rhythm is special. But both of them being lead because they'll compete on the solos. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a cacophony of music. Nobody understands what's going on. And it's excellent. <laughs> and Mr. Theme is going to walk off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Theme, no. We need you. You're the headliner. So my uh, rhythm guitar. We're going to have three guitars on stage. Jesus my Christ. rhythm guitar. Is you a have little four guitars on stage. Yes, it's there's no limit. It's just like a living <laughs> guitar somehow. It's Gibson, my friend. <laughs> no, my my rhythm guitar is Data from Next Generation. <laughs> 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 no, but he plays an instrument already, doesn't he? He plays. Uh, he plays violin, violin, but he can yeah. switch to. He can play all instruments. Strings are there's strings. No limit to his What's power. What's the difference? Am I right? <laughs> Besides, I need him to have sex with Mr. Theme. What is happening? So you're telling me Mr. Theme, the avatar he is, somehow is able to have sexual intercourse with a robot in the first place. He's the only one that can. Well, then again, he is uh, they they fully functional and anatomically correct. So never mind. Data can totally bone. That is completely canon. Remember remember Tasha Yar? They bone. Yeah. 
That is true, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. And wow. my lead singer, obviously I needed to 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 put a, a fucking awesome cherry on top of this cacophony of music, but Black Canary. Uh, Jesus. I, okay, so you killed your audience. She can control it. It's like she, she can control it. Bit. You watch Harry Harley Quinn and the. I know, guys. She, no, no, she'll uh, sing like uh, what's her face, Mariah Carey. It'll just be whispers. Like that's the only like, octave that won't hurt. And the band's name is Canary and the Gen Z. The Gen Z. Wow. It's just like robot robot sex. The, <laughs> that's the name of the band, robot sex. No, that's when Data and Mr. Theme go on solo tours ah. and they break up in the band oh, and they have their solo career. It's just music noise and the Seinfeld theme going on. That's it. Data no, that band, is called, that band is called Fuck of the Bass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went like Hall and Oates, Data and Seinfeld. But that's, that's probably not right. <laughs> no. All right. Well, hit us with that band one more yeah. time. Drums, Tasmanian Devil. Uh-huh. Bass, the actual Seinfeld theme personified. Lead guitars, Bill and Ted. Rhythm guitar, Data. Singer, Black Canary. And the band's name is Canary and the Gen Z. Right. I would like to con- I would like to congratulate the dude on finding a new level of disappointment. <laughs> We've been a long way since Cartman on the heist team. I'll tell yeah. you what. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That wow, it's okay. great. I like I like it a lot. In fact, I, I, I need some time to recover. Go ahead and go go, dude. A uh, go bone. All right, the king is up. Here we go. Thank you so much for coming on stage, uh, Gen Z. The <laughs> thank you for opening booming, booming our speakers, you boomer. All right, here we go. <laughs> so my band uh, is a very strange band. Honestly, I don't really know. I kind of tried to figure out what sound they'd play, so we'll see. Hopefully you guys can help me out with that. All right, so starting with drums, we've got Asura from Asura's Wrath. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, uh, uh, <laughs> we need we need moon-shaped drum sets. We have okay. planetary levels of slamming and double kick bass. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> like these are shockwaves heard around the world. These are, this is some intense drumming. Um, and not only just when you thought he couldn't hit hard enough, he just sprouts out like 20 more hands and is able uh-huh. to just do all sorts of complex things. Initially I had Goro here from Mortal Kombat, but I oh, realized nice. Asura is a better option just because of the sheer. Asura is way as, better. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Almost as complicated as the drum kit of Durin Gray. Damn, that's awesome. The the one thing Asura, Asura doesn't have good. is his drum set is not rotating like God smacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's Asura on on drums. I think he'd really rock that shit. So next up on bass, I have oh wow, I, you. I don't know if it was a good idea, Doctor Rude, letting me go first because I think I might take some from me here. Um, on bass, I, so. I got Haruko Haruhara from FLCL. Fully coolie. I figured. Yeah. She's fucking awesome. And to be honest, yep. I think about a lot of different bassist characters. They're usually really under, uh, not under, like undercut. They usually don't have big bombastic personalities as a bassist. Um, but Haruko definitely does. I know I'm fucking massacring her name, no doubt. Haruhara Haruko. Haruhara Haruko. 
And she's amazing. She's she's really quirky. She adds a little bit of playfulness to it. But, you know, just in case the concert's going a little bit slow, she can do a lot like, you know, a, a, a what's her face? Haley Williams from Paramore just jumping all over the place, slapping people in the head with hey. her bass guitar to make giant robots come out. It, it's a time. Look, we have a god well, on drums. We got her spawning robots out of people. Another god on. She's a god, too. Oh, you know? yeah, I forgot. So we. we yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about naming my band Godplay. Like Coldplay. she's basically like a chaos god, and you've got her on bass. Yeah. Oh my! The bass lines, though, like uh-huh. they would definitely be creative. Fucking, she will create the Seinfeld avatar. Just literally spawn it out I'm, of someone's I'm, head. I'm picturing now that this shit's like a battle of the bands, and the Seinfeld theme's just mad and breaks. Breaks his bass and walks off after seeing uh, Bones' basses. <laughs> and like Data's like, no, babe, come back. <laughs> I, I imagine, no, Data would just be like, how curious. She seems to be creating robots from that person's head. Is that robot like mm-hmm. me? Let us compare intelligence. <laughs> and then he gets frustrated because the TV can't talk. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I bet he could figure out some the the, the weird language he speaks. Did Didn't Lord Conti also play bass? I don't. Maybe. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Carry on. Carry All on. All right. What do you got next, Bone King? Next we got up, drums. We got bass. What do we got? We got guitar. So I, the, we, I have a lot of people for this, but I ended up settling on one just because I feel like this is her specialty. And you know what? She deserves the spot. So my main guitarist is going to be Judy Nails from Guitar Hero. Wow, that's almost cheating. How? That's great. But, all that's right. great. That's she's a good. good. She's a fictional guitarist. It's not like the songs she plays I are know. fictional. I get that. But still. But like literally her entire. No, it's fine. She Carry is on. part of the greatest yes. cover band in the world. <laughs> I, yes, you're all, right. All the guitar hero and rock bands are about the greatest cover bands in the world because they're all songs right. that exist already. But Judy Nails, she was my main in Guitar Hero. I would always pick her until I unlock death. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The skeleton man. But uh, Judy Nails was definitely my go-to. She was my Guitar Hero main. Um, she had a lot of cool styles over the years. And she's so adaptable, she can play literally any genre. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Judy Nails That's for good. guitar. This beat out okay. Dante, KK Slider, and Mikal. I had a lot of picks here. Um, next up. We've got, so here's my, my custom instrument. You guys ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. The keytar, the nope. piano guitar. Oh. We're going to go with a trumpet. Um, and, oh, and, we went ska. And we my, went ska. my trumpeter yep. is going to be the Deku Scrub from Majora's Mask. Oh, nice. I, I like that. I love his <laughs> fucking trumpet. It, I literally That's used so to. Cute. I used to play hours just mashing the C buttons, coming up with songs, accidentally playing the mm-hmm. real ones. But like, you know what I mean? Like, just messing around with his little. Uh, like, it's just really nice. I love his fucking trumpet, and I think that would add a nice little quirky flair to it. We, our band, my band, right now is currently listed as a rhythmic prog ska punk. <laughs> uh huh. Because I want it to be. Somewhere around the lines of like, you know, um, City of Illusion and Knights of Sidonia from Muse, they have trumpets in them. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted that kind of atmospheric, big, pushing trumpet in a very proggy rock sound. So that I just imagine Deku Scrub on that with all the different freaking trumpets that come out. And he'd be pretty much be front and center, right? Along with my lead vocalist. 
So my lead vocalist is Thorn from Scooby-Doo, also known as the lead singer of the Hex Girls. Motherfucker! Yeah, told you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fucking told you. <laughs> so listen right. here, freaks. Before we continue on, just want to let you know, this episode is really about pissing off Dr. Rude as yes. much as possible. Literally. <laughs> this has been a... Uh, That's all right. That's all right. I've got a backup. We're fine. Carry on. I have, I have backups. If you want me to give it to you, I can. But I no, it's fine. No, the right. moment's fine. gone. The moment's gone. It's fine. That's totally fine. Moment the, is yours. The moment's passed, just like the gas I had. Uh, here we go. So my full band is Asura on drums. We got Haruko Haruhara on uh, on bass. We've got Judy Nails on guitar. We've got Deku Scrub <laughs> on trumpet, and we got Thorn from Scooby Doo Hex Girls uh, on vocals. Now, again, this is going to be a very ska punk slash prog kind of band where you're going to have trumpets leading it like a ska thing. It's very energetic like a ska thing and a punk thing, but it's going to have these like big sweeping kind of proggy bits like like Muse does. And that's kind of where I'm going with it. The Mm. band is called Cosmic Lollipop. (laughs) Cute. I like it. I don't know what the hell that name has to do with anything. I mean, maybe Asura with the cosmic shit, but uh, I don't know. It seemed like a fun name, so I kind of just ran with it. Uh, but there you go. I mean, there were so many different like guitarists and singers, and you bet your ass for a second I thought about using Manic from Sonic Underground, uh, oh. Sonic's brother who plays drums. I was going to use him, but whatever. Asura's a better pick. I can't believe I didn't use any Sonic characters. I, You know Sonic plays guitar, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. I, I had him as a, a guitar player as well. Anyway, Shit. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyway, that's my band, Cosmic Lollipop. Thank you so much for coming so, to the show. We have uh, CDs and T-shirts at the front. Thank you. Uh, my picks are way tamer than all of yours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, holy shit. So we're going to. St- okay. So uh, I could have easily filled this entire band with Spider-Man characters. <laughs> I believe it. The multiverse allows for this. It's pretty great. But uh, I chose just one. So I went with my girl. It's Spider Gwen on drums. It's our Gwen Stacy, drummer of the Mary Janes. She's on drums. For those of you who don't know, in her universe, she is the drummer of a band where Mary Jane is the front is the lead vocalist. Oh, they're like they're like a female punk band. Yeah, they actually like in the comics, they they perform a song called Face It Tiger. <laughs> and then this band called Married with Sea Monsters actually recorded a live version of what they thought that song would sound like. And then Marvel paid to have like 200 limited edition vinyls printed of their recording of that song. Hmm. Was their and band I, named oh, um, Peter Parker Must Die? No, it was the Mary Janes. Thank you. <laughs> Got but, it. Uh, he is having none of our shit tonight. Uh, no, no this, none of it. This I'm is done. the boiling point for Doctor Rude. Like, what what temperature will no, you boil? The boiling point was definitely the personified Seinfeld theme, <laughs> and at this point, I am boiling I over. What? That cracks me up to imagine just some digital uh, persona, and he's just emanating it's the signal. It's Masingo. It's Masingo. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's great. Just spouting out the uh, <laughs> But so in terms of my bass guitar, I had to go with someone who's proven himself 
as a great bass guitarist. Someone who maybe went through a gauntlet of several evil exes with his bass guitar. He's on it's my Scott Pilgrim. He was on my list. Good. Nice. Perfect. Great pick. Got I, you got Scott Pilgrim on the bass guitar, mm. man. I mean, A, it's basically just Beck. Uh, yes, B. <laughs> well, uh, he, B. In, in the in the manga, not in the manga. Well, yeah, in the manga, in the comic, whatever. Um, yeah, the comic. They have tabs to play the song. Yeah. So the guy who made it yep. wrote the songs. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. I mean, again, he's proven, literally proven himself to be a superior bassist. The only one who beat him was really Todd, and he ended up beating him because he deflated his vegan powers. So fuck you, Todd. I actually thought about having Todd as my basis, but I, I went with Scott Wait, instead. Wait, chicken isn't vegan? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so my my base is Scott Pilgrim. Uh, for my lead guitar. Uh, and I love that this is only possible because there's been like 15 people playing this guy. But on lead guitar, I have the doctor. Oh, you mean oh. Doctor Who Doctor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, For does. those of you who don't know, Peter Capaldi was in a punk band. <laughs> I, so during yeah. his during his tenure as the doctor, several times, uh he uh he had at one point he had uh he didn't have his sonic screwdriver anymore, and instead he had uh black Ray Ban sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And he would often bring out a sonic guitar. And that's what he would use. Wait, the guitar was Sonic? I've seen a couple of episodes yes. where he just kind of starts the episode with a guitar, just has it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Correct. okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be the 12th Doctor on guitar. Hmm. And now to, to kind of bring everything together, to get what the final sound of this, because everyone here is, is pretty... Uh, flexible and what they can do i mean gwen stacy's in a punk in a punk band but she's overall a good drummer i'm i'm so sorry to do this to you but you talk to peter capaldi what? and he's like you're like whoa that's the set list you're playing that's it well it's bigger on the inside so yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i thought about uh, that for a second continue and scott's got a pretty funky bass line uh scott's got a pretty funky to uh you know rhythm to his bass line mm. So it's going to work well for this. The doctor, you know, he's been around for several thousand years. He can play well, he's anything. He's quirky as fuck. He can so catch up. <laughs> the two things we're bringing in now for my my wild card role on the synthesizer. We've got Soundwave. Oh, nice. From That's Transformers. Good. That's good. <laughs> Literally, his voice is a synthesizer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, he is the synthesizer. So. He is the synthesizer. He's also the audio equipment. Like, he is, he's a he's a one-man stop. Wow, Doctor Who also made an avatar for his fucking instrument. Awesome. No, he was an avatar already. I did not personify. Uh, anyway. Uh, no, but, uh, but yeah, just, you know, he shows up on set, he becomes the speakers, and then just plays the synth. Wow, I I, I think it works great. He has the he's the, perfect the for instrument this. Uh, technical knowledge of Skrillex. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of want to bring it in. So we've got you know some synthesizers, some funky bassline and guitar. So let's do like some disco rock. Oh, let's bring it. Let's bring a little disco funk into this. So for my lead vocals, I had to have another comic book character. 
and I, I, I want to see this character legitimately done in a movie, uh, is Dazzler for my lead vocals. From X-Men? Yes. Does she nice. She's literally a disco singer. Oh, okay. I only saw like, that one episode where she's getting away from her parents. I don't remember anything of her singing. Like, 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 look at this costume. Mm-hmm. Like, look at her costume and tell me you like, yeah, that's a disco singer. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, an outfit. Like her, Shit. her story is literally that she is a disco singer. Wait, but that's not the same character I'm talking about from X-Men then. No, I'm talking about Jubilee. My bad. Oh, no, motherfucker. Oh, because. All right. No, this person looks way cooler. She's. She's like if Mary Elizabeth McGlynn became a comic book character. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's awesome and literally, like, her, uh, what's the word? Like, her powers are based on music. Ooh, but Dazzler makes me think that we're gonna have one hell of a light show. Yes. Like, putting Correct. music to shame as she, as she vocalizes, she creates light. Ooh. You know, that's one so thing. you've got mm. you've got the one dude who's the speakers. She's the light show. It's perfect. They barely need any setup at all. <laughs> well, they just don't even need like special effects. They just ha- they are their own special. They effects. are the special effects. Yes, I have no special. And the effects name of my band uh-huh. is Dazzler and the Multiverse of Radness. <laughs> Good luck fitting that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> It felt topical, and I like the tur- and I like the use of the word radness. Well, it's not it's only more, that the initials are D Moore. It's true. Oh, I like <laughs> that's, that. That's th- so, that's actually really tight. <laughs> on drums, Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen. On bass, we got Scott Pilgrim. On guitar, we have the Doctor. Uh, my wild card is Soundwave on the synth. And my lead vocals is everyone's favorite disco girl. It's the da- it's Dazzler. It's the Dazzler. Dazzler, I hardly yeah. know her. All right. So that was uh, a pretty solid, I feel, set list we got here. Was there any, like, people you just wanted to mention that you thought about? Because we have a little bit of time here. I mean, Ad- Adrian's right. Like, you know, the animal, like, should have been an obvious choice. Mm-hmm. I knew but one of I, I couldn't. I couldn't not do Gwen Stacy. That's fair. Because then my other choice, because if I would have done Animal, my other choice for a spider person, and he would have actually been a great fit too, is in the Spider-Man multiverse, Spider-Punk is a bassist, <laughs> uh, like a punk bassist, and he's fucking awesome. I feel like there's um, a Spider-Man for every profession. Like, that's just the nature of the multiverse. He's, he, he's like he's like the bar- he's like Barbie. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just as breakable? No, never mind. If it was Batman, that would have worked, but no. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that's right. I just realized Dazzler was in the live-action Dark Phoenix movie. Was she? Yeah. Wow, I didn't even realize that, if that was the case, because I that was on my list of worst <laughs> superhero yeah. movies. Yeah, she's the, the blonde girl in the movie. Jesus Christ, I don't remember that at all. However... Um, dude, did you have any people that you were thinking about? Because I, I want to mention one to you, because I think you'll you'll think it's funny. I mean, nothing really comes to mind. However, I did think about making one lead, uh, making the rhythm guitarist be uh, Chong. To just oh. kind of, ha- and Cheech be the lead singer, and then the lead still be Bill and Ted. <laughs> but, I don't know, I kind of like Data there. 
Anyway, that's great. No, I, I like data there too. I like having a robot on an instrument. I think that's really cool shit, to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't want Missingno's Seinfeld theme to be alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to have uh, you know, you have the good representation for for the robotic crowd. I like that. That's good. Um, so. I want to mention this one for vocals. I was thinking about using James Marcus from Resident Evil Zero. Okay. Oh, that's good. Like the or uh, Alexia is it Ashford. Good? Is it good? I don't think so. <laughs> or Alexia Ashford. I guess so. She does sing somewhat. The thing is, I I tried to find like a person from Resident Evil who'd be good in a band, and I just feel like none of them play any instruments, so none of it really goes anywhere. So the vocalist, I was Jill, thinking she there. plays piano. Wow, that is very true. Wow, I did not even consider that. And, and that you're is, a fucking oh, Jill main? Yeah. Get the fuck off Eagle and Wolf. Listen, Eagle man. Wolf is canceled. I, I only know one song, and it's the only song I need to know. It's Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> In any case, I also had um, Sindel from Mortal Kombat, as well as Yuna oh. from Final Fantasy X as singers. Um... So I, really yeah, quick, I, I, I was looking something up uh-huh. about Dazzler, uh, about exactly how her powers work. And I so I were first I was concerned that if this was a battle of the band style thing, that the power of your band would literally destroy the concert venue. Mine wins. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, actually, so Dazzler's whole thing is that she converts sound into usable power. Okay. At one point, she absorbed the, uh, so this, uh, this is a quote, uh, she's capable of absorbing unimaginable sounds, including the explosion of an entire galaxy. Oh, wait, absorbing that as, cause that is a Sora's whole thing. He would be crushing. So galaxies. she absorbs the sound and then turns it into power. Huh? But yeah. The thing is, is that. Is the rumbling of the earth cracking apart considered yes. music? I guess it is music. Hey, nowadays, I guess anything. She <laughs> and Adrian, you you you'll understand how big this is. At one point in the comics, and I didn't know this, she absorbed Black Bolt's voice. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, Black Bolt is a character who cannot speak in the comics because if he were to utter a single word like mountains would collapse and like like yeah it's he, his the, voice is devastating why the hell aren't they on your fucking lead vocals because i don't want to destroy my audience Forbidden you can't have music it's exclusive it's we also don't know if he can actually sing he like i don't i want real power <laughs> that's why that's why i chose I, dazzler here i would love it if if that when that character would finally speak it's like um, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he just sounds like Morty. <laughs> Hi, what's up? <sighs> and everything just blows the fuck up. All right. So but, those were our lists. I think it's about time we do our shout outs. Yeah. Well, first off, I would love to hear from the freaks out there. Oh, yeah. Who are some of their favorite fictional uh, instrument players, singers, bandmates? Let us know. You can hit us up on our Twitter, which is at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. You can also find the latest episodes of the podcast and of Eagle and Wolf over on our website. Uh, that's fanfreaks.com. Look at you. Or on whatever. Or on whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Or on whatever platform uh, you prefer. You can find us there as well. Uh, you can find me at, uh, at Dr. That's D-R. Rude M-D on Twitter. 
Oh, oh I'm me? Just, I just wanted to mention that we, we got you to at such a boiling point that you've come full circle. And this is why you were so kind to plug Eagle and Wolf. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really just trying to plug the website. Yes. Carry on. <laughs> you can find me at Bone King TV on Twitter and Twitch. I play all sorts of nonsense. Be sure to check me out. And you can also find our good friend. At Agent Doodliness on Twitter. There mm. you go. And I, I've been trying to get him on Twitch, guys. I really am. I, I've gone to the point where I'm just streaming him when he doesn't realize it. And it's been working. What? Oh, no. sorry. Uh, no, we're good. No. <laughs> Gosh, you better get on Twitch soon. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to our shout outs. I'd like to shout out our Hunt Showdown boys. Scott, Justin, Jeff. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are awesome. My sister Cheyenne, they're incredible. And it's nice to have some backup when I'm facing these two fucking clowns. Of course. Of course. It's not like that they're biased or anything. It's not at all. Not at all. That's that's not it. Let me me choose a family member over two people that they've never met. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, nonetheless, and of course, all the, all the freaks from the, uh, from the Facebook group. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. We love you. Dude, who do you got? Uh, Lindsay Misleading, Zatanna Zatara, Jesus Valentine, Nicholas Yuritic, Robot Stone Age, Cody, CJ Kalani. Good luck, Cody, on getting that new job. Paul Fusick, Oscar Ortiz, Samuel Torres. There you go. And hit us with those boners. Here we go. Here's my my bone box full of bone boners. Here we go. This will be Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo, Lovey Beefy, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian the Czar, who has been just as obsessed with Elden Ring as I am. Thank you for help. All your help with the bosses. Um, Megan, people. We've got Lindsay Misleading. Love you so much. Can't wait for your wedding. Ah. Uh, Azumi Chemru, CJ to DJ, Boogle, Burnsy. Also love you so much, Burnsy. Thanks for being uh, such a good sport and being so nice to us on the Twitter. And speaking of being nice to us on the Twitter, Crows of the Damned as well. Y'all are sexy motherfuckers, and I appreciate every okay, single one so of the, you. The cloud clears. The cloud clears. And then all of a sudden, hey, Chuck, it's your cousin. Marvin Barry, I'm oh here. Listen to this. <laughs> then scene. Fucking the implication that a small white child uh, gave Chuck Berry his greatest hit is so problematic. Well, it's a little too much for them now, but their kids are going to love it. Listen, you you uh, guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 